week, and we're back here with four wins in June. The end of the second round of the playoffs was among us. We'll dive into that later, but let's get right to it, Corey, uh, yeah. with the with the draft lottery tonight. Yeah, it's an exciting day. I I honestly look forward to the draft lottery. It's I know it's simple, it's cliche, and like, but I, I find it entertaining to watch the cards open. Um, and it's it's really confusing the way the lottery odds work. Like you only jump in the top four, um, but I think it's a good system they have got going. Yeah, for sure. I think it makes it a you know you know it discredits tanking. Um, dis- I guess disincentivizes tanking, and you know it gives it a chance that you know the worst four teams, you know one of them can get it, or you know outside of it, you never know. But um, should be interesting, Mister. Uh, Tatum usually yeah. does that, right? The uh, Mark Tatum, the deputy commissioner. <laughs> Jason's the dad. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, it is interesting. There's a website you can, like, simulate the draft lottery odds. So it's kind of fun to just hop on there. Uh, like, I was just doing a couple right now, and, like, Chicago jumped up to the number one pick. Uh, Portland jumped up to the number one pick. Washington jumped up top three. It, it's just There's a lot of uh, possibilities that could come out tonight. So I guess obviously the main prize is Victor Webanyama. That's who everyone wants. That's mm-hmm. who everyone should want. At least if they all draft Victor number one, like biggest throw ever. So yeah. what team do you think would be the best fit for Victor? Ooh, I mean, I feel like right now he obviously is going to go to a crappy team. So you have to look at that. Honestly, like like we always say the the Rockets, like if they get hard in the off season and Wemby. They, I mean, we don't really know what they're capable yeah. of because they're just a bunch of young guys that just play. They don't mm-hmm. really have a system or anything with basketball. But, yeah, I think the Rockets. Yeah. I mean, that's a good pick. Our, my boy Ime will get his star of the future. Um, but I don't think James Harden would help Victor very much. Um, but I would have to say I think my dream situation today would be if Portland jumps up to number one. I would love to see Dame get Victor Webanyama. And it's not even that crazy of odds. Like, they have, like, the fifth best odds right now. And so, just seeing Dame get that that star next to him. Because I'm kind of sick of seeing superstars get traded. Because, one, like the KD deal. It's almost impossible to get deals done without salary to match. And, two, it makes the other team just not as good. And so, these superstars are joining worse teams. And I would love to see Dame compete. He's such a fun player. I think he deserves it. So, if I had to... Rig the odds at all. I'd rig it for Portland. Yeah, if if uh, they get Wemby, do you think Dame would stay? Oh, 100%. Sign another contract? Or? I mean, he already did sign another contract. Oh, he did? Okay, okay. They're paying him like $60 million a year for the next couple of years. That's so. crazy, yeah. It's insane. That's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's so hard to trade Dame's contract. So give him some help. Maybe rig it a little. Come on, Adam. For sure, for sure. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the draft lottery tonight. Obviously, it's Wemby, and then I would think Scoot Henderson probably. Yeah, there's like <clears throat> the Wemby tier, and then right below that's the Scoot slash Brandon Miller tier, and then kind of a fall off after that. But there's still some really good prospects. The Thompson Twins are up there. So, really, you just want to get up in this top of this draft because you're going to get a really good cornerstone for your franchise. For sure, for sure. So, we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, in other news, we also have a lot of coaches moving places. Yes, or sir. just, you know, getting fired. And one of those is, is Doc. Yeah, Doc Rivers. just recently. happened this morning. Uh, Woes tweeted out that uh, after three seasons, the 76ers would be dismissing Doc. Um, not really shocking. I mean, I was the m- most shocking thing was it didn't happen yesterday. Like, everyone thought it was going to happen yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but kind of a choke artist in Philly. I didn't really do much. So, and he didn't have the best relationship with James Harden. So it feels like they're kind of pushing all the chips, saying, "Hey, we want to keep you, James. Don't go to Houston. Stay here. We'll get rid of Doc. We'll bring you whoever you want." Yeah, I mean, the Sixers are a tough team because it's just the same story every year. Like, oh, they're a contender, and then they get out in the second round. Or, I mean, the farthest they made it was the second round, right? Yeah, I don't they never think made the conference finals. They've never made the conference finals with Joel Embiid, and he's the only MVP to to not do that. So. I, I think it's just the same story. They're going to have to break up something. Yeah. I don't think you can trust the process anymore. Yeah, there's probably going to be a lot of big moves in Philly. I don't know what they're going to do, but they need to change things up. But they could also just keep things the same and bring in Mike D'Antoni. You know, make it fully the Philadelphia Rockets at this point. That's true. So I, I remember when he, uh, James Harden has the MVP years and Philly was kind of floundering. It was like, oh, J- uh, Joel and B to Houston be crazy. And so they couldn't get done. So I guess Houston said, "Fetch it, we'll bring Houston to you." <laughs> um, that would be that would be something. I I think if they get yeah. D'Antoni back, another coach that got fired was Monty Williams. That was mm-hmm. kind of expected. I feel like just with the the recent you know unsuccess in the playoffs that they've had, it was. But it was also kind of shocking because I think Monty is a good coach. I like Monty Williams. I think he connects to the players well. But what this tells me is that they're 100% moving on from Chris Paul. Like, Monty Williams is Chris Paul's guy. You don't get rid of Monty Williams if you're planning on keeping Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. So I think like the 76ers, we're about to see a big shakeup in Phoenix. I think Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are safe. I don't think they're going anywhere. But I think Chris Paul and DeAndre Aiden, I think they're probably gone. Yeah, I would I would think so too, especially, yeah, you said Paul and Aiden. And it just seemed like their offense was way better with – with, Jock Landale. With Jock Landale and with the campaign. I, I mean, it, they won two games without Chris Paul, and they lost two with him. So, I mean, I don't know. But yeah. uh, th- that's kind of uh, your coaching changes yeah. around. We also, I mean, we had Mike Budenhoser a yeah, while ago. Bud but got fired. Nick Nurse got fired. Uh, Steven Silas, Dwayne Casey stepped down. So there's a lot of coaching positions open. Yeah, And it's funny. Every time when these positions open up, I just think, Man, I'm so glad he may already sign with Houston. Because if he may Udoka was still available, he would 100 percent probably have signed with the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. So like, I'm glad we dodged that bullet. The Bucks don't get a good coach in Ime. <laughs> Ime is good to go, waste his years in Houston. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the that's kind of the coaches thing going right now. Also, surprising news. Is John, it surprising? John Morant, he's back. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of it's not really surprising. It's just disappointing, honestly. I mean, I'm be honest. I think people are kind of overreacting to it. So, little context: what happened? And so, obviously, back in the middle of the season, John Morant got suspended because he was flashing a gun on IG Live at a nightclub. And this last week, the same thing happened. Pretty much, he flashed a gun on IG Live in a car, and like. Obviously, it's immature, it's stupid, it's reckless by John Morant to be kind of just waving a gun like that, which is a very dangerous weapon. But at the same time, like, we don't know why Jaw has a gun in the first place. Maybe he's defending himself. I mean, they're, they're stars. They get crazy people approaching him all the time. Maybe he feels like he needs to defend himself. We are in America. This is a free country. He has the right to uh, firearms. Like, it is legal in a per se for him to hold a gun. 
but the way he was acting with it is the problem. He's acting like a little child with a, that thinks he has a water gun in his hand. That's a full gun. He can hurt someone with it if he's fooling around. Mm-hmm. So I think people are overacting a little bit, but it is concerning to see him act like that. Yeah, I would say the only reason why people are like overreacting is just because this isn't the first time. And like the first time, it was I felt like it was more of an overreaction. I was like, "Well, you like he just had a gun." Like, mm-hmm. um, but like the NBA has rules too. Yeah. Like so, he obviously knew that's against the rules, and for him to do that, go through that whole process the first time of getting suspended, taking time away from the team, going to the rehab thing in Florida, um, all that stuff, apologizing after, saying I'll do better. And then to do it again, They're like the same yeah. exact thing. Like it's just kind of slap in the face to the NBA and to the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. So I understand why they're pissed off at him. So I mean, I would like I would not be surprised if there's like a huge suspension, like yeah. half the season to the full season. Yeah, it's, like honestly, something big is going to happen to him. Like I, it's I don't think it's at the point where the Grizzlies just release him. Like no. I don't think he's that untouchable, but like. It, it probably is going to be a full season, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think they could, kind of gave him the benefit of doubt and said, hey, we'll let you off this time because we want you in the playoffs. We want you versus LeBron. We want you to get those ratings, but don't do it again. Mm-hmm. For him to do it again. And, like, props to his homie. Like, do you see the video? Yeah, as soon as really he saw the quick. video, his homie turned the camera. Mm-hmm. He tried to protect him because he knew he was an idiot. Mm-hmm. So, it's just uh, – but I think something big's coming. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean – might as well start learning Chinese, right? No, <laughs> or Taiwan. <laughs> Dwight Howard's recruiting people now. Dwight Howard recruited Ja. He said, leave it at home. So. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, on, quickly on Dwight Howard's recruiting, he does realize that would be the worst thing for him. Because right now he is the superstar in Taiwan. If anyone else comes to Taiwan, he's not going to care about Dwight no more. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. if you bring someone with Ja's play style to Taiwan, everyone's going to look at Dwight and be like, what what do you do? Yeah, like oh, you stand and dunk, like oh, cool. Hey, I mean you shoot threes now, <laughs> not very well. <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think Dwight's totally. It's just totally funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't think he's doing taking it serious. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's kind of your new news around the league besides the playoffs. Uh, yeah, and then we'll get to the meat and potatoes of the episode. Yeah. The second round finished up. Uh, happy and sad reactions from us. Um, brutal ending for the Warriors, but we'll get into that later. We'll let Dana kind of give his thoughts. Um, but we'll start with the least exciting series. We'll go from east to west. We'll go Heat-Knicks. What, what do you think about that series? I think it was I, – I was surprised at the mm-hmm. the beginning. I thought the Knicks would come out and they would be like – the more aggressive team just because they I felt like they beat a better team in the Cavs than the I mean the Bucks are a great team but they just totally folded yeah and so I think that they the Knicks beat a better team and yeah in the second round they just totally choked uh they did not play yeah. like they did the first round so it feels like the Heat have like kryptonite or something they got just the number that causes other the teams they play to kind of freak out and not play to their full potential yeah. and it's weird because Julius Randle was named third team All NBA this season. He, but he's played like the fourth best player in the team. Like, mm-hmm. you could make the argument Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, and RJ Barrett all play better than him. And so obviously, Nick fans are calling for the head of Julius Randle, saying, "Get him off my team." But like, wh- who are you gonna get to replace him? 
Like Julius Randle's still a good player. Mm-hmm. He choked in the series, yes. Like players choke in series. Tatum choked in the finals. Like it, it happens. Mm-hmm. But and he doesn't have a lot of like playoff experience. Like this was the second time in no, this I think in the series. He maybe made the playoffs once in New Orleans with the Anthony Davis. Yeah. But I don't think besides that. So I, I feel like you can't like give him a lot of crap. I think the Knicks overperformed this year mm-hmm. at the end of it. So it's like as a Knicks like if you're a Knicks fan, you can't really be yeah mad. I, I mean, you could be disappointed, right? Because you yeah. feel like you could have beat the Heat, but in all things said and done, you got past the first round, and that was a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So building steps. So I think the future is is bright for the Knicks. I think Josh Hart adding him out over the uh, the trade deadline was a huge mm-hmm. pickup, and I think over the off season they'll be able to build more around Jalen Brunson because obviously he is. He's that guy. Yeah. It's, it was really good to see the Knicks play well because um, I do like a lot of their players. I like Jalen Brunson. I like Josh Hart. Um, but I think the Knicks' main problem was before this past offseason, they've done a really, really bad roster construction. They had a lot of money sitting on the bench not playing. Evan Fournier, Derek Rose were making pretty high amount of money in terms of playing on the team, and they got zero playing time in that series. And so I think the Knicks this offseason need to try and focus on offloading some of that money to free up some cap space and, one, to pay their stars. Um, they just paid R.J. Barrett to need to free up some money there. Um, so they're going to need to probably pay quickly here soon, too. He's going to want a lot of money off the bench. Um, but they're going to need to clear up some money, and I don't know how they're going to do that without giving up their future. Yeah, no, I totally agree. <laughs> I think I don't think they, they part ways with Thibodeau. I think he did did a good job so I think they yeah. keep their coaching and their whole kind of staff intact uh, yeah it's just about the players uh, who's gonna go who's gonna come in what they can do to build around better because in the past they haven't been good at that so yeah we'll and see then we got the heat somehow I mean we haven't talked about the heat very much yeah no yeah for sure it still baffles me how Cody Zeller is playing p- impactful minutes in the playoffs yeah. I'll bang that drum till the day I die Cody Zeller is not a good basketball player no. <laughs> like I I probably think I could block him. Aiden or Zeller? <laughs> I take Aiden. Hundred percent. I don't even think I wouldn't take. I would take anyone in the G League over Cody Zeller. <laughs> now I'm saying this, and he's about to drop forty on us in the conference finals. But if that happens, then so be it. Yeah. But <laughs> he's just so weird, man. Yeah, and Jimmy didn't really play like. No, he didn't play that crazy. Yeah. Kyle Lowry stepped up, which is huge. Kevin Lowe's been playing good, well, but like. They don't have a good roster, which is just weird. <laughs> yeah. They're playing out of their minds right now. But it's just the Heat are strange. They're a strange team for sure. They're, like, very obviously an eight seed, but they're playing like a one seed. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's weird. And all their games, they don't seem like like anything's rushed or anything's, like, yeah, like discombobulated or everything. Like, they're always in the game, it feels like. Which, I mean, you have to give credit to Eric Spolstra. And Eric Spolster was talking to the media today about the Doc Rivers firing and how unsettling it is because he's right. You, If you have that coaching rotation so often, then you don't get to build that culture very well. You have to relearn systems and everything. And so I think that's the heat benefit is that they've had that in place. I mean, Eric Spolster is the only coach to survive LeBron. Like That's true. He's the only one who didn't get fired when LeBron was there. So I think it's a and big show. he hasn't showing. won coach of the year. Yeah, somehow he hasn't. You know, he's one of the best coaches in NBA history. 
So maybe um, that's the trick. Don't win coach I mean, of the year. He joked about that, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's all credit to Eric Spolstra, credit to Jimmy Butler. They're just out gaming planning them, I feel like. And yeah. like teams are taking them not seriously. For sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a rematch with the, the Celtics they have. Uh, yeah. Let's get into that. Yeah, uh, we'll see if Jimmy Butler hits back room again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, last night. Crazy series, Celtics Sixers. Uh, had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. Um, thankfully, Jason Tatum woke up and turned into prime Kobe for that game. He dropped 51 points, broke Steph's record. Steph had it for about two weeks. Didn't last long. Yeah. Um, hey, I will say, I want to I want to make my argument there. Steph Curry's was on the road. That's the only that's the only thing I think would make it a little fair. harder. Like one point, okay, whatever. Yeah. But and I mean it was the second round for Tatum. Yeah. But I feel like on the road and playing at the Kings like the most hostile. Yeah. I don't know. But the Kings great performances. Like, yeah. Both. Like you can't knock either of them. They're both great performances. Yeah. Um but yeah, Steph Curry on the road, that was insane. But in Tatum's defense, it was against the Sixers, a better team than the, the Kings. Yeah. Um, and also, it was the second round, more pressure, mm-hmm. and um, he had sucked pretty much the whole series. Steph Curry was playing well beforehand. For sure. So, for sure. Um, but both immensely good players. Respect for both of them. Um, but it was kind of – it was close in the first quarter. Um, P.J. Tucker hit three threes. I was like, ah, P.J. Tucker's going to do to us what Grant Williams did to the Bucks last year. And it was kind of <laughs> offsetting. And then all of a sudden Tatum woke up and, and brought us to victory. Just huge. Love to see it. Um, a great Mother's Day gift um, th- that he gifted all the mothers in Boston. So, huge dub. Don't have really much to say, but. Overcame the refs, too. Yeah. Uh, they thankfully rescinded Jalen Brown's tech, where he kind of just called out Frank Niang uh, for grabbing his knee on the bench. Mm-hmm. So, the NBA cleared that up. The Scott Foster blunder. But we'll see what happens in the next series. The Heat, we'll get into that later. We'll see. Uh, yeah, and for the Sixers, I like we said before, I think uh, there's going to be a lot of retooling happening. Yeah, I don't think they can, you know, progress with the, what they have right now, and they're kind of in a tight situation with adding more players yeah. and stuff. So, and real quick about the, the obviously Joel Embiid's post game interview was like, uh, it's, we play five and five. The other guys need to play better. Kind of throwing his teammates on the bus. What I learned today though is that do you know he spoke for 21 minutes to the press? Really? Yeah. He spoke for a long time. And so in Joel Embiid's defense, like, if you speak for that long, you're going to say things are kind of out of pocket and kind of people are going to take out of context. So props to Joel Embiid, honestly, for standing up there and answering questions for the press for that long. I know we see people like Dylan Brooks and other players just not answer to the press at all. So um, as much as we want to clown Joel Embiid for kind of throwing his teammates under the bus, it's – if you understand the context of the situation, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, and I, you kind of feel bad for him because it's the same thing every year with him. Mm-hmm. Like his team, like could could have played better, right? Yeah. Like you can't always depend on. I mean, you should be able to always depend on the MVP, but sometimes you're not going to have those nights. Yeah, and it's up to you, you know, to involve your your team teammates, and that's what I feel like Joel Embiid has done a lot better at mm-hmm. is involving his teammates and giving them a chance, and then you know they just kind of fold. Yeah, uh, that's what you see with LeBron, right? Like LeBron, when he's good, his teammates are playing good. Yeah. Like he didn't score in the first half of a game, and still they were winning. Like they still had an impact. Now they did have to have D'Angelo Russell not miss, but yeah, 
But yeah, you know, get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like you need you need that to yeah win as a team. You Joe can't B, win like by yourself. it sounds bad, but he's right. Like it's five and five for a reason. Mm-hmm. If you have three players who are doing nothing, then it's really hard to win. Yeah, and so, but I think uh, the last thing is though. The style of the series is, did you know that Al Horford is only two years younger than Kendrick Perkins? Really? Yeah. Huh. Al Horford. Perkins, what are you doing? Kendrick Perkins, who couldn't find a job in the NBA, so he landed as a talking head on ESPN. Two years younger than him is Al Horford clamping the MVP. Yeah. So, uh-huh. all props to Al Horford in that series. Great series from him. Yeah. Is a sharp shooter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to... The Celtics and Heat, I mean, I keep discrediting the Heat, but I think you just can't beat the Celtics. I I think it's going to be a pretty quick series, probably five or six, we'll I would see. say. But we can get into that later. But, yeah. Um, next, we have the Nuggets. They dominated the Old Suns. Uh, of course, Aiton was not really playing, and Chris Paul was out the whole series for the most part. Uh, it kind of was expected I feel like mm-hmm. with, with how good the Nuggets are they can give you they have six players that could give you 20 on a yeah. given night and that depth is like crucial in the playoffs yeah like we were saying like you're not going to have a guy go off every game so yeah and that's what the Suns were relying on yeah it was crazy because I feel like in game six you were watching like the first quarter and like the first like eight minutes like it was kind of back and forth. The Suns are hanging in there. It took a lead, and then you blink, and the Nuggets are up twenty. It just yeah. the Nuggets' offense is insane. They got shooters everywhere. Jokic reads the court like no one I've ever seen. Um, they got defenders as well. K- KCP was a huge pickup for them in this offseason. Bruce Brown, I've been uh, praising that man ever since he cooked the Celtics last year in the playoffs. Not good enough to win a game, but he carried Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in that series. And so I think Bruce Brown and KCP are massive pickups, underrated pickups for the Nuggets. I think they just got a really good roster. Yeah, no, I agree. They're well-coached, great roster. I think they're going to be the team to beat for sure in, yeah. the, in the Western Conference Finals. And for the, the Suns, like we said, a lot of offseason moves. They don't have Monty Williams anymore, so they have to find a new coach. What's going to happen with Chris Paul? What's going to happen with yeah. Aiton? You know that this is going to be – uh, Kevin Durant's fourth coach within calendar year. <laughs> yeah, Steve Nash to start, Jock Vaughn, then Monty Williams. Now his new coach. Oh, that, yeah, wow. Huh. It's gonna be. He's got to learn a lot of Two different teams systems. And four coaches. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, Kevin. Should have stayed with the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> if Draymond didn't get in his face. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's a good transition to the Warriors. Uh, sadly, the Lakers eliminate the Warriors in six. Air Corgi could not do enough for them. Yeah, um, the Lakers uh, closes out at home. Yeah, we we believe too much in that dog. Uh, I d- I just think kind of taking a step aside and looking at the whole season, it just kind of makes sense at the end of it. Like you started off with Draymond and Jordan Poole, Draymond punching him and all the tension there, and I feel like yeah, we had a different team. We didn't have Otto Porter Jr. We didn't have Gary Payton for most of the season. Didn't have. Igadala, he wasn't playing. So, like, and, I mean, you can go back with, like, uh, Bielitsa, like, just the players that they lost. And I feel like those those players were veterans, and they brought them in, and they were kind of able to, you know, gel with both the young kids and the, the old um, kind of core. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 
once they they left, they didn't really have that, and that's when you know Draymond punched Pool, and then from there the season is up and down. Injuries with Steph, um, yeah. Pool being you know that kind of the guy to rely on for the regular season, and I mean he did he had his moments, uh, but in the playoffs, Clay wasn't there, Pool wasn't there, Steph Curry was the only one, and you had to you know. I mean, I would say Draymond was too. He would show up, um, but and and Wiggins, he'd always give you like fifteen. Oh, yeah. Mad respect to Wiggins. He missed like two months of basketball, came back and didn't miss a beat. Mm-hmm. Mad respect to Wiggins. So you just can't win with you know one player scoring thirty and then another one you know giving you fifteen and you don't know. You need to have another n- number two. Yeah, and you know that's what the Lakers had. They had LeBron, AD. And then they had Reeves. Reeves would would you know kind of start the series and off Walker. slow, but then yeah, <laughs> and Lonnie Walker in the fourth. Um, well, I won't really talk about the refs. You can look at the foul disparities and the <laughs> terrible calls of the whole series, but we'll see uh, if it continues in the Nuggets. I'm sure it will because yeah. the NBA wants the Lakers and Celtics. But probably at the end of it, uh, yeah, they weren't a championship team. They weren't the same team they were last year, so. Lots of yeah. stuff to talk about in the offseason. It kind of felt like it was a it reached its boiling point for the Warriors season. There's a lot of adversity this, this season uh, with Wiggins missing time, steps injury, like you said. Um, but it really is interesting to see like where they go from here. Obviously, Draymond has a player option. I think Clay they want to restructure his contract if he's going to stay. And so, it, do you think the dynasty's over, or do you think they're going to run it back? I think they'll run it back. I think. I think Draymond and Clay and Steph, they want to stay together. Mm-hmm. And I think the Warriors will do that. I think that might be part of, like, you know, the downfall of, like, their future. But I don't know. I feel like it's you kind of have to look at what they've done in the past and keep them together. And it's kind of just kind of like class at this point. I still feel, feel like they have a lot of stuff left in the tank. Mm-hmm. And if they get the right pieces, they can they can win with the, that core three. Uh, obviously, I feel like Clay's gonna have to take a pay cut. He's not what he used to be, and Draymond. I feel like his contract, he, his will probably be a little higher. I feel like, yeah, he's gonna probably demand more, just because he feels like he's valued that much. Especially yeah. after they gave Poole that contract. Yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting to see what, especially. I think the biggest thing though is Bob Myers. You that, guys yeah. can bring back Bob Myers. He's done a really good job negotiating and roster construction. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what if he comes back. Yeah, I think that you're right. That's the main thing. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade Pool. Might have to trade that jersey that I got. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to buy it, bro. I know, I know. Kind of sad how that happens. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Pool goes. Um, I mean, I think the most shocking thing was you guys didn't play Kaminga. Like, yeah. You guys had so much depth last year in the finals. Like, Gary Payton, the second, played a lot of minutes. Kaminga played a lot of minutes. Like, you guys had a lot of those players still on the roster, but they just didn't play very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you had Moody step up. Moody did great. Moody did great. That was a coming out year so for like, him for him. It just feels like you could have utilized some of the young guys more. Then that would have, one, helped you guys have a brighter future, too, and also increase their trade value, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like. It, it was an interesting season. Hard decisions, obviously, for Steve Kerr to make. But 
Yeah. I, I I don't know what's up with Kaminga. I don't know if there's like an injury there or something. Yeah. But because he was playing great during the regular season, and then yeah, and playoffs he didn't really have a chance. Yeah. He didn't really give him a chance. So yeah, lots of lots of things that could happen. Like I said, I I wouldn't be surprised if Poole's gone. If they trade him for someone, um, but. Yeah, at the we'll end see of what it, happens. That, that was the season, kind of. Yeah, you kind of felt like, as like a Warriors fan, kind of had the hope the whole time, because like, oh, we know what they're capable of. Yeah, but with like all the adversity, like at yeah. some point it has to, to, to get yeah. the best of you. You don't win every battle. You don't win every year. Yeah, but as long as you got Steph Curry in the roster, you're gonna compete for championships. Yeah, so you guys are gonna be fine. Um. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Lakers. Give them their yeah, we their credit, can. I guess kind of transition to the talking about the Lakers Nuggets series as well. Um, but Lakers, Anthony Davis played well, LeBron James played well, but they're not playing excellent. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. And the role players really stepped up. And so, will the role players be able to step up enough to out duel the Nuggets role players? I'm not sure if like quality roster the Nuggets take the hundred percent, but obviously. Is uh, they're able to get the foul calls they got in the last series. If Jokic gets early ticky tack fouls, then like what's going to happen there? Yeah. Then AD is going to be able to dominate um, because I think the Nuggets' big weakness in the series is who guards AD. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be Aaron Gordon or does Aaron Gordon guard LeBron? Or like is Michael Porter Jr. going to try and guard him? Or like I just really don't see anyone aside from unless you give DeAndre Jordan minutes, which I don't think you do. Like, who on the Nuggets roster do you have guard? Anthony Davis. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of an interesting take, but I would put uh, Gordon on you put Gordon on Anthony him? Davis just so – because I know the refs are going to call fouls. So who's going to be more important to be on the court, Gordon or Jokic? Yeah. And so if Gordon picks up those fouls, you can live with, you know, Jokic still being on the court. So then – who do you have Jokic guard then? Uh, Hachimura or Hachimura, but or so, who's the right? They started Hachimura. Uh, I don't no? think they do. I think he comes off the bench. I think they started D'Angelo Russell, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Van, grab Vanderbilt. Yeah. Leave Vanderbilt open. Yeah. <laughs> so so I I mean that's the thing. I feel like like the refs like I mean it's kind of cliche, but if, if Jokic gets in foul trouble and. Yeah, have to take him out of rotation. That ruins the whole game plan. Yeah. So, I, I think they're probably end up doing that. Mike Malone's smart coach, but then you're left with Michael Porter Jr. guarding LeBron James, and that's gonna be. I mean, I love Michael Porter Jr. He's an excellent offensive player, but I mean, they could switch those three too: Porter Jr., Gordon, and and Jokic. I mean, Jokic would yeah. be the liability on anyone. Yeah, but you could switch Michael Porter onto AD sometimes because just of his height. Yeah, I don't know. That'll be a hard thing. Mike, uh, Mike Malone's gonna have a hard time determining who guards who. Um, maybe they give Thomas Bryant some run. Um, he knows the Lakers organization very well. That's he was true. just there to start. Um, but we'll see what happens there. But I think the part that they'll succeed in is their backcourt is a lot better defensively, and so I think they'll be able to shut down the role players like D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. Dennis Schroeder, and Lonnie Walker. Yeah, and so I think if they can do that and kind of, it's kind of like the Sun series, honestly. You let AD and LeBron cook for 80 points all they want. But if they score 90 points in the game, they're probably going to lose. Yeah, no, exactly. And I feel like this series is going to be the test of LeBron's 
age because you're going up in the Mile High City, and you know it takes a toll on you. It's true. It's not very easy flying back and forth between there, especially to sea level L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see if LeBron's body can ha- handle it, but he's done such a good job taking care of it. I wouldn't be surprised if he could. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that that's the Lakers and Nuggets series. I mean, what what's your prediction for? I have been going back and forth a lot. I I think if it was like just straight up series, I honestly think the Nuggets could win in five. I know it's crazy to say, but like the Nuggets roster is so good. I love the way they constructed it, and I think if they're able to keep Jokic out foul trouble, I don't see why they don't close out Denver in five. They can win both at home, and they can win one in L.A. But I think it probably goes to six or seven, but it's something the Nuggets win. Yeah, I would I would say six just because of how good the Lakers have been at home. Hmm. I think the Nuggets will win the first two, and then the Lakers will win the next two. Yeah, And then I think the Nuggets can win five and six. You know what's crazy? Is the Heat, Lakers, and Nuggets have not lost at home yet this postseason. Oh. Three of the four teams in the conference finals have protected home court. Uh, Celtics sadly have not protected home court. But but they're better on the road. Yeah, they've been better on the road. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I've, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a put it in. I'm going to say Denver in five. Okay. I'm a, I'm I'll a, say Denver in six. Save my full chest. Okay, okay. Um, and then the ne- next series, we talked a little bit about it, but let's revisit the Celtics and Heat. Yeah. Um, like we said, the Heat, I feel like their magical run, it comes to an end again. Yeah. Three out of the last four years, it felt like it has been. Celtics versus Heat in the conference finals, mm-hmm. 2020, 2022, 2023. Um, so we've seen this matchup a lot. Jimmy Butler, Tatum, Brown, Bam. Um, I think the key matchup here is going to be Robert Williams. He was a key ma- matchup change in Philadelphia that kind of saved our season. But I think him guarding Bam on the bio is going to be the make or break point for us. If we can nullify Bam Adebayo, I trust in the rest of our players to nullify their role players and to kind of slow down Jimmy Butler enough to win the game. Yeah, I think that that's the same thing. Just let Jimmy do him or whatever, and just lock up everyone else. Yeah. Make sure that no one, no uh, second string or G League player, undrafted, uh, undrafted, <laughs> undrafted boys in Miami goes off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like the Celtics will make. Pretty easy. I'm probably more confident in saying Celtics in five, as opposed to Nuggets in five. But yeah, that's just me. I I just know the Celtics are gonna give me a couple games. They just stink, and so I'm gonna say Celtics in six, just to count for two games. But I think they, I think Philadelphia kind of woke them up. If we can get Tatum playing like he has been lately, that I think will make quick work of them. Yeah. No, I agree. So we, are both of our predictions. I think Celtics and Nuggets. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that finals. I would love to see more that final. than than the other team on the West. <laughs> That'd be a fantastic final for me. The two teams I cheer for in the finals. <laughs> and then Corey will get to see. He better go to the Celtics in, at oh, Denver. That'll be so tempting. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> but yeah, those are the conference finals. Uh, uh, those are little recaps and our thoughts. But we'll get right into our bets for the day. It's really just one bet because there's only one game tonight. Unless you want to make a bet about who wins the lottery, but <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we'll just we'll just let you pick that one, Corey. Yeah. He's been I, on a roll, so 
I don't know about a roll. You just keep picking the Warriors. I just pick the Warriors <laughs> and they lose. Um, but it's Lakers Nuggets. The Nuggets are six point favorites. Again, you don't bet against the Nuggets, especially at home. I'm taking the Nuggets. Yeah, good, good pick. I will say about betting against the Warriors uh, in the fourth quarter of that game at the beginning. I think they were down like what 15 something yeah. game six. Uh, my my grandpa texts me and he's like. Uh, 20 bucks, the Warriors win. And I'm like, I'll bet you that. <laughs> so I bet on the Lakers and I got 20 bucks. No way. So. <laughs> that's what they lost, bro. They had to come back in the beginning of the fourth. I felt it coming and that's why. All right, that's, that's on you. I don't feel bad it's anymore. It's on me, yeah. No, I, I did it because I'd be happy either way, you know. <laughs> uh, that's the fair, sting of defeat would hurt a little less. Yeah, I was talking to my buddies and he said, like, a good test is how much money – when you feel comfortable losing in a bet, if it means your team wins. Mm-hmm. So, like, how much do you really care about? And I was like, dang, I don't really know. Like, if I bet, like, 100 bucks on the Sixers to win game seven and I lost it, like, I was going to be stoked because the Celtics won, but, like, it's kind of pissed I lost 100 bucks. Yeah, exactly. So, betting bet is interesting. It probably changes as you get older. Yeah. So you make more money, but. It's true. <laughs> right now, $20 is $20. $20 <laughs> is a meal at Chipotle. Yeah. Oh, God. Don't, don't. <laughs> too soon, Corey. Yeah, don't don't go to Chipotle. They give you food. Poisoning. No, no, we love Chipotle. Don't get the chicken. Chipotle sponsor us. Corey Corey told me to get the steak. So the steak know. is way better. Chipotle is amazing. Best Mexican restaurant. Sponsor us, please. We want free burritos. Just don't make me throw up again. No, stop. We need them to sponsor us. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, we hope you liked that episode. We had a lot to talk about, lots of news. Uh, finals are about to come in, in June, and that's what we're all about here on Four Wins in June. We'll see you next time.